Hello everyone, my name is Barbara and I am proud to say that now I am a Rima nurse. I started going to school back in 2018. I went for practical nurse. After graduating school, I started for my Implex. I did fail twice and I found Regina, she kept popping up on my Facebook um, when I was looking for materials to study and she came up and I started watching her um, classes online, you know, the Monday Motivationals and some other training that she did. Um, and I got my books, I bought them. That was the most, um, you know, something that I, it, it was worth it to invest in this. Um, you can use your virtual trainer. I also bought the quick facts, which I was reading every day. Um, this has a lot of information that is very helpful. I suffered a major stroke while I was in school and it was really hard for me to retain a lot of information, even with um, the other study materials that I was using. It seems like nothing was clicking. But then when I started with this, it seems like everything you know was uh, easier for me to understand i just wanted to let you know that it is worth it it is worth investing yourself for you to get your license your nursing license it doesn't matter if it's for rn or pn pn um you have to try this it is really worth it it really helped me a lot now i just did my inclus exam my third attempt I just found out today that I did pass my PN NCLEX with 75 questions. So I am now an LPN, a Riemann nurse, and I just wanted to let you know that it is worth it. Invest in yourself and follow, follow the study materials. So if I pass NCLEX, you can do it. You can, you will, and you must pass NCLEX. <laughs> here you go hey everybody it's wednesday it's winning wednesday around these parts and i'm so happy that you're here if you're a nursing student keep watching my name is regina callion i am the number one NCLEX instructor on the planet and i'm here to help you get your nursing license we are talking about wound management on today hey i have the most important points for nursing regarding wound management plus five challenging NCLEX questions. I know you saw that testimonial, wasn't it so good? And I am looking at a nurse who is so happy about her future and she overcame challenges during nursing school. She had a stroke. She had a stroke and was able to still pass her NCLEX. So what is your excuse? You don't have one. This is the time now for you to do this. And you saw that she had the virtual trainer, the original virtual trainer, for $169. She said, investing yourself, $169. It was worth it for her. It was a good price, but guess what? We have, hey, the Cyber Week sale right now where you can get V2, not $169, but three months access for $89. Yeah, that's happening right now. So if you haven't joined in, it's time to get into V2. It's time to get that content together. 
And if you miss the replay, catch it before it's gone. We did a Black Friday five and a half hour NCLEX review. I know it says four there. Five and a half hour NCLEX review. Plus we did a part two on Monday. So I'm so, uh, it just blows my mind that 25,000 nursing students studied with me for Black Friday. Um, and, and they are now in V2. Most people chose V2 because they understood that it was a better NCLEX review. So they're right now studying actively as I am even sitting here. There are many of you. Somebody says, I just brought V2, hoping that this is my last stop. I'm there with you. That's why I'm here. So this can be your last stop. Absolutely. So we're going to get into it. Uh, remember, guys, if you're asking me, hey, Cyber Week is right now. It's happening. Don't let this opportunity pass you by. And if you're just joining us tonight, we have the pleasure of talking about wound management. Wound management, and I see your next gen questions. I'm gonna answer them at the end for you guys. Okay, so wound management, let's get into it. So the skin, the skin, we can't talk about wound management without talking about where the wounds reside. So the skin is the largest organ in the body and it performs a number of vital activities in preserving health and protecting the individual from inner injury. Skin maintenance is an important nursing role. Yes, that's right. That's what we do. Nurses should assist in maintaining integrity and encouraging wound healing when skin integrity is compromised. Most healthy people do not have this problem. They don't have a problem of wounds, but it does pose a risk to the elderly clients with limited mobile and chronic illness and trauma, as well as individuals who are undergoing invasive medical treatments. Nurses can help prevent or reduce skin deterioration by making regular and timely, timely interventions, okay, as well as observations. All right. So the wound healing, the wound healing, this is going to be really important. We are going to have some NCLEX questions about this. But when we talk about wound healing, this is the cell's response to tissue injury. And this is when you have your activation of your keratinocytes, your fibroblasts, your endothelial cells, your macrophages, and your platelets. All of these things combined help, 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 help to heal wounds. Now, there are four phases of the wound healing process that we typically learn in anatomy and physiology, right? So the first stage is hemostasis. And hemostasis is when your blood vessels constrict. You've been injured. You have a laceration. You're bleeding out. So your blood vessels constrict and your clotting factors are activated. The clot formations, what they do is they block bleeding. They block bleeding and they also not only do that, though, they, they make sure that bacteria does not enter in to the, um, into the skin, right? Um, and so at the same time, when platelets show up, we know platelets block bleeding, but they also help to 
repair tissue and they um they alert that they alert the cells that hey we need to have some new cells here we need some tissue repair inflammation occurs when um white blood cells go into where the wound or injury is and they have to start cleaning up what is in that wound and so we think inflammation is a bad thing most of the time but actually inflammation can be good it can represent that you have a active uh, response to trauma. And so this is where you see edema, erythema, and exudate. Um, macrophages are another type of white blood cell that help to regulate this type of cleanup. Can you guys hear me okay? All right. The proliferative phase, proliferative phase, this happens when you have um, new epidermis and granulation tissue happening, right? Um, you're having oxygen being delivered to the wound bed, nutrients and oxygen proliferation phase. Also, um, contraction happens during the proliferation proliferative phase where the wound begins to shrink up. It begins to shrink up. And the final phase, right, is maturation. And this is when that wound becomes a scar and you have collagen. Collagen is there to strengthen the wound bed, the wound bed. So I have on the screen, acute wounds in normal individuals heal through an orderly sequence of events. So it's very predictable when um, somebody gets a wound and and until the time that it heals. And many of you will actually love this subject and will become experts. You will be wound healing, uh, wound care, wound expert nurses, and they are so important. Let me tell you something. If you are a wound nurse, you have so much autonomy you literally are not committed to one unit. You know, the wound nurses can travel all around the hospital and they can basically, listen, they can basically set their price. If you know something about wounds, you are so needed in nursing homes, in hospitals, in surgery centers. Let me tell y'all, if you have an interest in wounds, get in there because it is a very, very, very um prominent. Somebody's like, not me, not me. No, no, I know. Uh, but for those of you who know, you know. Okay. So, um, all right. So what are we talking about? We are talking about now, what are some reasons? And this is very important because we're talking about wound healing. Now let's look at the impairment of wound healing when that wound healing process is stalled, when it's not happening, you expected that wound to be healed and it's not so an acute wound becomes a chronic wound. We're going to talk about that a little bit. But um, so these are things that will impair the patient's wound from healing. And some of it just makes sense, right? Some of it just makes sense. So for example, if a patient has an active infection. So if your patient has an infection, the body may not be able to focus specifically on the wound because it has to take care of this bacteria um, that has formed. Smoking cannot say enough how smoking is terrible. Smoking is terrible in general, right? 
we we always tell our patients, we always ask them during admissions, what do you smoke? And if you smoke, how much do you smoke? And then we tell them, don't smoke, quit smoking, stop smoking. But particularly if a patient has a wound and they smoke cigarettes, it's going to take so much longer for that wound to heal because what do cigarettes do? Cigarettes essentially take away oxygen. They take away oxygen from the body. And yes, we we think about the lungs because smoking is bad on the lungs, right? It's, it's terrible for the lungs. But if you have a wound, cigarettes will literally pull the oxygen that your body could be sending to the wound, take it away, okay? So smoking is definitely going to affect a patient's wound healing ability. Aging, yes, the older we get, the less quickly are we recovering from trauma, injury in general. Malnutrition, if, you're, if you have a patient who has a, um, a, a low protein level, right, their albumin level is low, you know that it is going to, you know that it is going to affect, affect, affect your ability to heal wounds, okay? Immobilization. Activity is important because it, again, helps our body to function. It gets blood circulation and blood moving. So, hey, if you are not mobile, if your patient is in the bed all day long, then that's going to impair their wound healing. Diabetes, I should not have to explain to you guys how sugar, glucose circulating in the vessels helps to eat away at them. It causes all kind of issues. Wound healing is wound healing, impaired wound healing is one of them. Vascular disease. Peripheral vascular disease on any level is going to decrease the amount of oxygen, nutrients, circulation, right? It's going to decrease um, those things from being able to be present at a wound, at a wound. And immunosuppressive therapy. Immunosuppressive therapy. Can somebody tell me why we are relating immunosuppressive therapy to wound healing? What does that have to do with anything? If a patient is taking a hmm, if a patient is taking a medication like methotrexate, right? If a patient is taking a um, a, med a medication like methotrexate or something that is going to suppress the immune system, it's going to be used to decrease uh, uh, inflammation. Well, I know there's some other medications too, but just think of the ideas because it's not a, it's not medication specific, but it's just the idea of if we are suppressing the immune system, what does that also affect, right? Mm. Let's say if a patient was on chemotherapy, okay? Yes, 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 yes. Like if they had cancer and they were on chemotherapy or something, Yes, the pain. Oh, that's good. You guys are thinking of things that I didn't even think of. So, yes, um, it it causes immune compromise, right? If your patient's on chemotherapy, like uh, um, they could be at risk for an infection. An infection is going to delay wound healing ability too, right? 
immunosuppressive, uh, yes. So immunosuppressive therapy affects the immune system, unable to fight. Yes, I love it. Okay, so you guys are thinking this is a great study session. Another thing though too is how does immunosuppressive therapy affect the bone marrow? How does it affect your bones, right? It is going to decrease your bone marrow production. And bone marrow production is where we get our what? What are we, what do we, where do we get our bone marrow from? Yes, it's going to cause our white blood cell count to go down. It's going to cause our white blood cell count to go down. And so that means that our wounds, our wounds are not going to be healing as quickly as they should. So you see how in nursing, you have to be able to take one thing and spread it out so that it covers a lot of different situations. And that is, um, that is how you pass NCLEX with content. It's very different. When you guys are in this classroom, we're not for that, right? Let me just make sure I am. Okay, so I'm back. All right, so we are, we're not teaching, we're not teaching those types of tricks. We are literally talking about how does the pathophysiology affect the patient's condition and or the medications that we're given too? That's very important too. Okay, let's get back into it. So the different types of wounds, there is an acute and a chronic, just like pain. You have acute pain, you have chronic pain. And they're kind of similar in their thought, right? If you have a wound, if you have a wound that is acute, the idea is that it is new, it is fresh, right? So um, it's a simple laceration or even a complicated laceration, but we know that this is something that is new, okay? Um, a traumatic wound. So if a patient falls off of a yacht, right? You fall off of a yacht and on the way down, you bump up against it and it slices your neck or your back open. That's a traumatic wound. It's pretty acute, it's fast happening, it's fast acting. Burns are also acute. They are acute. Let me just make sure. Um, they are acute because they're new, they're fresh, they're fast. And then again, post-operative surgical wounds. Any kind of surgical wound will be considered acute, right? Because surgery is an event that happens at a scheduled time. And with that being said, you should also have a scheduled healing process. Because remember, in healthy, in healthy individuals, the way that the wound healing happens is, is expected. It's very stable and predictable, the healing of wounds. If it doesn't happen the way the book says it's supposed to happen, your patient is ill. And you have to find out what's causing that wound not to heal quickly. All right. So our chronic wounds are conditions that are usually not predictable or not stable. For example, pressure ulcers. If we do not figure out why a pressure ulcer is happening, what happens to that pressure ulcer? It's very pervasive. It's very aggressive. It gets worse right? It's a chronic wound. Sometimes it can take a year to try to re-heal re 
a pressure ulcer. Why does it take why does it take pressure ulcers so long to heal? Remember the risk factors that we were talking about? What what is what are the biggest contributing risk factors to a pressure ulcer not healing? And I when I was in nursing school, I took care of I did home health, right? And I had a, a client that I took care of. Hi Miss Barb. Um she had multiple sclerosis and she was my very first, like, you know, like a real for real patient that was just like telling me what it's like to live with a, a, a paralyzing condition. Right. And she was in a nursing home before she came home. And she said she had a stage four like wound. It was to the bone and it took her over a year to heal it. And this is a young woman. She was like in her thirties. But there was something that was wrong that she could not heal that wound. And I see a lot of you guys putting on there. It was her mobility. Yes, because she was not of walking and she was essentially bedridden. She had to lay on her side for months at a time just so that wound did not have pressure on it. And you can imagine where it was, like where are the most common pressure ulcer wounds? Okay. So because she had a wound and she was immobile, then it took a long time for that wound to heal. So definitely uh, pressure ulcers are considered chronic wounds. Diabetic foot ulcers are considered chronic wounds. You guys know diabetic patients, they have to have their uh, podiatrists inspect their feet because if they get a wound on their foot, the bottom of their foot, Forget about it. It takes a long time. Ischemic ulcerations. Remember when the blood is not getting to a place, oxygen is not getting to a place, your patient is a smoker and they have a wound, it will begin to, it, it will just begin to die, begin to turn into gangrene. And don't nobody want gangrene, right? Because usually if you have gangrene going on in some tissues, what does that even mean? I mean, what, what does gangrene mean? If you're a nursing student and you don't know this, you need to look it up and then you need to put it in the comments so we can read what gangrene is. And then malignancy associated wounds. Malignancy associated wounds typically are talking about wounds that have cancer involved in them, right? Cancer involved. So yeah, malignancy associated wounds. So those wounds are considered chronic. They usually are going to require an aggressive form of treatment as well. Okay. All right. We are moving on. We are moving on. This is a power study session. Woof. Let's do it. So wound assessment, this is typically done by the RN. The RN is doing the wound assessment. The PN is carrying out the treatment. So to help determine the treatment needed to manage a wound, there are certain things you got to know. And the location of the wound, of course, makes sense. The type of wound, all right, makes sense as well. How much tissue is involved? You guys are doing these definitions of gangrene are amazing. I just got to put it up. Somebody said, please, what is gangrene? Death of tissue due to lack of blood flow. And then I like this. It changed to black. That's very, I like that. It's just, it's so simple. When the skin changes to black, that's some gangrene going on. And I don't know, I I think for the majority of people that get gangrene 
like my great great grandfather got grain gangrene in the coal mine and it's like a family story that he had to get both of his legs cut off right um so you usually lose those limbs to gangrene but anyhow i'm talking about how you are assessing how you're assessing a wound all right so the extent of the tissue involved is it a partial thickness wound do you see muscles do you see bones the type and percentage of tissue in the wound base what does that wound look like on the inside is it pink is it bloody is it green is it black the wound size oh my goodness let me give you the best trick for measuring a wound like okay so i used to work all over the place as a travel nurse and sometimes as a travel nurse you got to be real creative because you don't really know where the supplies are or a hospital just don't have supplies so i remember that i was doing assessment on a patient she was an elderly woman and i was also changing her diaper right so i turn her over and i pull back the diaper and it's this wound on her bottom like a for real serious wound that i was not aware of i didn't have any orders to do anything with the wound so i'm like man i gotta do this wound but i'm kind of like in the middle of changing her so i didn't want to like you know put her back go get the pen and everything like that so i knew that this finger right here is seven centimeters right and that's what i want you guys to do if you don't know this because this was always a good ruler for me so i just like put my finger on the wound and i know okay like this was like half of this finger here so it was like four and a half by like seven and then i was just like measuring it like that but at the time I knew that this finger was seven centimeters, so it helped me. It was my little trick to um, measure a wound. And so that's my wound story that I wanted to share. That's it. So you got to know the size of the wound, the wound exudate. If the wound has an odor and what around the wound looks like, and if the patient is complaining of pain. Because if it is a painful wound, then you know that you like have count you, you kind of caught it early. Like if it still hurts, that's a good sign. That's a really good sign. If a wound does not hurt to a patient, it's like, man, then we didn't ate through the nerves and it does not work at all. Like, yeah, your, your wound is really bad if you can't feel it. All right. So um, these are always that we assess wounds. Oh, and then also, we know that if we want to evaluate a person's risk factor of a wound, we're using what scale? What scale do we have to use to determine risk factors of a wound? Does anybody know? Let's put it on there. Yes, <laughs> that's one improvising. Absolutely. Um, we use the, the Braden scale. Okay, Braden. Yes, perfect. All right, you guys know, you guys know it. All right, so when we're talking about wounds, we do have to talk about the cleaning, the caring, the dressing, the irrigating, and the draining. So just in terms of cleaning the wound, what are some principles? Um, the idea is that we are removing debris. We're removing debris. We are um, clearing away microorganisms. We are, what do we have to wear? This is a great question. This is a great question. When you're cleaning a wound, when you're cleaning a wound, what isolation precautions are we using? 
What are you putting on? If you're cleaning a wound. Hmm. What would you say? You're cleaning a wound. Somebody says sterile. Yeah, so um, you probably would want to go sterile for sure. But that's not an isolation precaution. Ah. All right, so this is the answer here. This is a good one. Okay, so contact. And this is the idea. It's not necessarily contact, but those of you guys who study with me know that you are going to wear, I'm looking at all the answers here. It is, so it's universal precautions, but remember when I told you guys that universal precautions and standard precautions are typically not the same, okay? Even though they're used interchangeably in nursing, they're different. Standard precautions are the minimal that you use to protect yourself from somebody else. So, for example, um, standard precautions, gloves, hand washing, um, not recapping needles, right? That's standard precautions. Universal precautions are gloves, hand washing, shoe cover, hair cover, gown. Because look, in this situation, because it's the activity that you're doing, you are cleaning a wound so you could be coming in contact with somebody's what? You could be coming in contact with somebody's blood or body fluids. And so you're just protecting yourself at the highest level of blood and body fluids. It doesn't have anything to do with whether that person is infectious or not. Because typically with universal precautions, you're not worried about transmitting any diseases um, from another patient to a nurse, right? Patient to nurse is not that. It's literally the idea that I'm protecting myself from your blood or body fluids, okay? So that's why. Even if the patient is in a room with other people, if you're cleaning a wound, right, where you can come in contact with blood or body fluids, put on goggles, put on gloves. All right, I hope that doesn't confuse anybody, but that is the um, that is the idea. And that's the difference between universal and standard precautions. Now, other things, if I get back into this, other things about cleaning a wound, remember the solutions that we use to clean a wound should be determined. They should be prescribed. The doctor is the one who determines how and how we clean a wound, what we're cleaning a wound with. Also, those solutions that we use to clean a wound or irrigate a wound, they should be normal room temperature, right? Or they should be um, a little bit warmer, but never put a solution in the microwave to heat it up. Ne never try to heat it up. That's what I'll say. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Because we can literally burn a patient with a, a fluid that's too warm. You don't think you would have to say this stuff, but you do, you do, you do, you do. Also, don't use um, cotton balls to clean a wound ever because cotton balls can leave fibers behind in that wound and that will um, increase the healing time. Does this make sense? Okay. All right, saline solution should be room temperature uh, for sure. For sure, for sure, for sure. And clean 
from the inside out. I like that point. So, you know, if this is the wound right here, you're going to clean and then you're going to spread it out word as you clean. You're not going to do in word as you clean. Okay. You won't do that. Okay. All right. Oh, let me go back to, um, let me go back to this. All right. Irrigating the wound. You guys know, uh, when you're doing irrigation of the wound, we definitely are using a sterile technique, a sterile technique to do that. So it is, um, it's the idea is that you keep everything clean and you're not reintroducing anything from the outside environment to that wound. Okay. And then we are also monitoring, we are monitoring the draining or the drainage of the wound. And you kind of expect some drainage from a wound. Like really you do because you have um, a wound and you have exudate. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Give me some of those. I forgot, I forgot about those. All right. We're going to probably do some, we're going to do some nursing care here in a second. All right. I want to put you guys to the text. This is my next gen. I right, like, flow, right? Okay. So, um, so we're monitoring, we are monitoring and we are looking for the drainage that comes from a wound. All right. So now, um, I have your quick facts book, but behind your quick facts book, I'm going to do a little activity and I want you guys to tell me what you think Wait, I need something else. I don't need this. I need like no. you. Do you know what I need? I, I know. I need no. That's not it. That's not it. I want to do an activity, but I can't do it because my supplies are not where they should be at. Okay, we're gonna do a wound activity, but I need. I need to know where my where's my my thing things at. Oh, I guess I could do that. Okay, but now I need some. <laughs> Mark and I are trying to get this patient together for you guys. Mm. No, it's not it either. Um, I don't know where it is. Okay, so anyways, I'm going to show you guys something, and I want you to tell me what you think, all right? This is so, so upset about this. This is what happens when we improv. All right. This okay? Okay, here we go. All right, this is... Somebody says, help her, Mark, right? Okay, so Rega, I'm about to show you guys something and I want you, tell, you to tell me how would you describe this? Okay, this one. Mm. Oh, I'm so That's sad. Weird. Huh? No, no, I don't know. Okay. All right, here it is. All right. If your patient had this, if this was your patient's wound, how would you describe it? Can you zoom in? Can they see it? Oh, it's Oh, okay, but what about on the camera? All right. Now, I don't have on any gloves or anything. You said no. No, saying gloves. Oh. Can you guys see it? What would you say about this wound? No, because see, I can't. You want to push it forward? Huh? I can't. Yeah. Can you do it? Yeah, push it forward. I'll try to. Okay. All right. There it is. How does this look to you guys? <laughs> Somebody says staples. Yes, staples. What would you, how would you describe this wound? Is this a good looking wound? Is it visible in the staple sutures? Definitely. But is this looking like a healthy wound to you guys? 
would you say the doctor did a did a good job here? Somebody would say yes. Oh no, yeah. How are we gonna chart this? Is this would you just clean it and then oh that's really good, Mark? That looks so good. Um, do people say yes? This is looking good to them. Okay. All right. Cool. So you would just clean this and cover it back up. Would you, it's cleaning that the edges are, the edges are well approximated. I do give that to you guys. These edges are well approximated, but I don't know. I, I would be kind of, I don't know. It's, 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 it's rare where it's supposed to be, but I don't know. I think we're on the fence about this one. Is this a healthy looking wound or not? It's, it's very red. Like I would at least do, I would at least do some, I don't know. Maybe we need to do some cultures. Like, ah, I don't know. Okay. So this is, this one looks a little bit, this one looks a little suspect. Like, I don't even know. These are like, these staples, they don't even look kosher. Like this looks like, yeah, the patient is complaining of pain. What if the patient told you that they were having pain with the people who said, yes, if this is a healthy wound, would that change your mind? If the, if the patient told you like, this was extremely painful to me, what would you say? Let's say, nope, it's just a, it's just, just a healthy wound. Is this supposed to be? Look, um, the edges are good. I see that fresh wound. This is what a fresh wound looks like. Ah, somebody says nice and pink. I don't know. Mm, I'll be concerned. Okay. I would be concerned, but I'm going to leave it up to you guys. I, I definitely would be concerned. I mean, I think it's the staples. I would really be like, what type of staples? Who did this staple job? It's horrible. <laughs> the staple. I would be so upset. Like, see? This is why Remar has opened up the hospital. Okay, wait, hold on. Don't, hold on. Okay, so this is an example of what a wound could look like. Now let's go to, let me show you guys this one. All right, this is our next wound. All right. And this is our wound right here. What do you guys say about this wound here? Any concerns about it? What if it looked like this? Mm, is this one looking okay? Comparatively so, comparatively so um, to our last wound. This one doesn't look good either. I don't know. Like, this one doesn't look good. I thought this one looked okay. Like it looks, it looks a little bit better. Pressure ulcer. You guys are not happy with this one. Is this one is not. Um no, okay, so if you had to stage this one, what would you say? It's dry. It's definitely an ulcer. But it, it looks kind of pink, right? The patient is not complaining of wound here. Oh, they're not complaining of pain here. They it's, it's not. They're not complaining of pain. They just have it. I think I feel like I would just keep this one like as dry as possible for this wound. Okay. Yeah, it's dry and it's pink. Ah, this one is not good either. You guys are not happy. Mark, 
they're not happy with that wound either. We need more. We need more. Okay. It's clean, but that does not make it okay. No, I agree with you. I totally agree with you. I, I totally agree with you guys. No pus. No, I think it was this one. It was it was the, the terrible staples. Do we have any more examples? Yeah, we have any more? No, it can't be good. More? Yes. <laughs> Look, we're, we're just pulling out like teaching tools for you guys. You guys know I homeschool my kids. So we have all kinds of stuff in our house. All right. But let me go back to here. So we're talking about cleaning, dressing, irrigating wounds. Um, now, our wound care, our wound care, things that we should be concerned with are promoting wound healing. Yes, as nurses, that is our job. That is our job. Maintaining a moist wound um, dressing because moisture is key. Moisture is key to healing this tissue, healing this tissue. Um, and so we kind of want a, a wet wound bed. We want it to be that way. Nutrition and hydration, at least over 2000 milliliters of fluid as well, right? As making sure that our patient gets an adequate amount of protein because protein is going to be it is going to be oh so important, right? Your patient's protein level, their albumin level. When a patient has a wound, the albumin level is the most important laboratory value to watch, okay? Okay. Um, and then preventing infection, yes. You have an open, you have an open area. You need to prevent microorganisms from entering in. You need to prevent microorganisms from entering in. All right. And then, of course, positioning your patient and positioning. We 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 know that. OK, we know that turning our patient should be how often everybody knows how often it should be when we're turning our patient. But do we know why that is the number? And that is essentially just the recommendation, because during the times of war, it would take a nurse that long to turn over all the patients. So like, yeah, so every two hours, right? So because it took um, nurses that long to turn patients out in the battlefield, that just became the standard. So in the hospitals, it's every two hours. However, as a nurse, I can tell you, you should change your patient's position as frequently as they need it to be changed, okay? As frequently as they need it to be changed. Did you find it? You found it! Oh, thank you so much. But now we need the oh oh you found more. Okay, see, but now I need the the thing. All right, I think we're we're in business now, guys. We're really in business right now. But let me see. What happens when you have a classroom? All right. Um. All right. Let me let me finish my my lecture my lecture. Okay. So positioning. So the goal, the goal, the goal of the wound dressing is to do this. And we're going to talk about the different types of wound dressings because wound dressings are so important. Wound dressings are used because they absorb excess fluid, right, while keeping the environment wet. So remember I said we want some fluid, but we don't want a lot of fluid. Also, it prevents further harm to the wound. Also, a wound dressing is going to be important because it makes sure 
that bacteria can't get in, but it also can't multiply. It will also conform to the shape of the wound so that it eliminates open area for, for um, tissue to be exposed. Wound healing will also, um, wound dressings will also identify if their ne necrotic tissue is developing, right? Especially if you have like a transparent wound dressing and it does not allow maceration to live around the tissue. Does anybody know what the, the term or the, the word maceration looks like? Maceration, what does, mas what does that mean, maceration? That's a good word. It's not maturation. We talked about maturation earlier. This is maceration. And then um, the compression of the wound dressing on the skin, if done correctly, it helps to reduce swelling or edema. Okay. All right. I'll move on. Okay, so the goals of the wound healing, and I'm just telling you guys this, this, this helps you to think about um, think about the clinical components of this. This is not being a wound healer and nursing is not something that you're just doing in a book. This is actually a very clinical topic, very clinical. So um, the wound is, is, is made so it's not going to shed fibers or substances. Pain is going to be eliminated during and between clothing changes so that wound is not exposed, right? Um, dressing changes should be reduced as that wound gets better and better. Wound dressings, they are cheap. They are widely used. And um, if they're translucent, then you can actually monitor the wound without having to interfere with it. Types of wound dressing, you have films, which are transparent sheets of synthetic adhesive dressings. You also have foams. Foams are um, also made, uh, well, they're also supposed to be just like a thin layer. It's supposed to be like just a thin layer over that wound. And they help to... Uh, what they help to do is they help to bring moisture to the area and also prevent bacteria from settling. All right. Okay. Um, and then uh, um, go on. Um, alginates are polysaccharides made from various types of algae. Algae has a healing, algae has a healing property. So Sometimes you can see algae used in a clinical setting. Hydrocolloids, right? These are used um, as, a, as a gel. I've seen them used as a gel. Also, they can be used as a film to help, again, make sure the bacteria and debris mm -mm, are not in that wound. And then hydrogels can also be used. They are um, a, like they're a dressing, but it has a, like a synthetic... Uh, how would you call it, Mark? What would you say when you had it? The hydrogel is what you said you had when you were a boy. Synthetic skin. Yeah, it is like synthetic skin, hydrogel. Um, and it's used so that moisture can be introduced to the wound. So it helps keep the wound, helps keep the wound nice and wet. Yes, it does. It helps to wet the, the wound. And also hydroactive Films are, again, they're used to, they're a synthetic dressing, but they're new. You don't know if you see any hydroactive 
films just just now. And um, that's a good question about gauze. Gauze are a form of wound dressing. Um, they are typically used when you have a lot of drainage. Some uh, some things about these things here that I'm saying, the foams, the hydrocolloids, the hydrogels, and the hydroactive films, they are not great at absorbing a lot of drainage. That's something that they don't do well. So um, if, a, if a gauze dressing is used, sometimes these are put in combination with the gauze dressing because gauze dressings are absorbed. They're good for absorption, but sometimes they can adhere to the wound so that when you change a gauze dressing, you disrupt the healing tissue. Now, I'm not a wound nurse at all by any means, but I do know that if you get the wrong nurse and she puts a gauze dressing on your um, on your wound, more damage can be done. All right. When it's time to change that. So that's just something to think about. All right. Just real quick types of tissues in the wound. And then what are the primary and secondary dressings? I don't, you guys don't have to memorize this. I just want you to be thinking about this as we are talking about um, next generation NCLEX, focusing on clinicals. These are kind of things that you want to um, be considering in your mind, formulating in your mind. So if your patient has a necrotic black or dry wound, then a hydrogel, right? And then your polyurethane or your, what do we call it? Uh, like it's like a tegaderm or transparent film dressing is going to be used in combination to that. Okay. Um, yeah. So yes, 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 yes. You guys have good comments. Um, this is how often should we change the dressing? Is it once in the shift and as needed in between? Yeah. So you should always have orders about your, you should have orders about your dressing. You should have orders about how often it's changed. And then also if PRN is, um, is necessary, you can do that as well. All right. But remember after a surgery, who changes a, a wound dressing? If there's a surgery that takes place, does the nurse change that wound dressing? Mm -mm, I would say you better not. I would say you let the surgeon change the first dressing. Okay. All right. Anybody else? Uh, anybody else learn that? All right. Okay. Um, slothy, yellow, brown, or black or gray. Yep. Due to low exudate, you can use hydrogel. Hydrogel is pretty popular because it is going to, especially if you have a, 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 a ischemic wound, a black wound, a brown, a gray, um, hydrogel is going to introduce water to that wound bed. And so that will be helpful. That will be helpful. Sloppy yellow brown, or if it's moderate to high exudate, if there's a lot of drainage, high exudate, then you definitely need to use an absorbent dressing. All right. Because that will help. Yeah. Okay. I know. Yes. It's definitely the surgeon. The surgeon looks at that wound first. Okay, guys, I did not mean to keep y'all this long, but this was a good, this was such a good review. This was such a good review. Um, again, here, if you have a uh, red granulating, clean, 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 clean tissue in the wound or um, moderate to high exudate, this is where you're going to want to go with an absorbent dressing even if you're using hydrogel, the idea is that now we are introducing pads, we are introducing gauze, 
um, to make sure that our wound bed stays healthy, 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 healthy. Notice that the antimicrobial dressing is used for infected wounds. And so sometimes you have a silver, like a, you can sometimes you have like a silver nitrate or silver used in that situation. Okay, before we go on, I have one more thing I want to show you guys. All right. And I want you to just give me your opinion on this. Say you were working a shift just like me. You're about to change your patient because you don't have a nurse's aide. You know, you, you just work in a hospital. There's no nurse's aides. So you have to do your own bed bath. And you turn Mrs. Johnson, your 74-year-old patient over. You remove her diaper and you see this. <gasps> Oh, Mrs. Johnson, what in the world? What do you say about this? How big is it? How big is this wound? All right. What are you going to say? Somebody says, it sounds like night shift. What are you going to do? You're going to take your finger and you know that your finger is like mine. I know that it's seven. I know that it's seven. So I got a big wound here, a big butt wound right here. What are you guys going to do? What do you say? It's long. It's it's definitely a bed sore. Mrs. Johnson definitely has a bed sore. All right. She definitely has a bed sore here. It's so big. It's so big. Okay. Okay. Let me ask you this. Is this a bed sore or is this something else? I don't know. Like, is this a bed sore or is this evidence of elder abuse? This looks like a laceration to me. What do you guys say? Is it a bed sore or is it a laceration? Yeah. Mrs. What's her name? Mrs. Johnson. Johnson. Mrs. Johnson. Mrs. Johnson may have gotten hurt. Okay. Because um, this looks like more like a laceration than a bed sore. Like maybe she was beaten today with a belt. Or maybe... Um, a knife cut? I don't know. That would be a really... Yes, maybe maybe she had a nice knife cut going on here. But definitely, this is a laceration and not a bed sore. Okay? And not only that, or maybe it's a friction. Maybe it's from the... Yeah, maybe it's a sheet. I don't know. My goodness. Yes, and it's not in the area we would expect it to be right here if it was like a pressure sore. Mm-hmm. Maybe she laid on something sharp, a bed tray, or somebody pulled something from underneath her. This is an example of elder abuse in the nursing home right here, right here. But we got to figure it out, all right? So we have come to the conclusion that I don't think this is a pressure sore. I think somebody indeed, as you said, Osas, someone beat her. This is a case of Mrs. Johnson's unidentified injury. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, maybe bad cuts from transfer. It's a, this is an issue. This is an issue. All right. So is this a good looking laceration or does it look like it needs some attention? What is a good looking laceration? Okay. This, this laceration needs some attention. Absolutely. All right. We got to move on. Okay. So we are moving on. We are becoming real nurses because this happens all the time. You think you're about to end your night 
and bam, you go in there and Mrs. Johnson needs an incident report filled out. Okay, I got another one for you guys. Are y'all with me today? This is a longer than normal, this is a longer than normal review, but my kids are at my mom's house. Well, one of them, well, two of them, two out of three are at my mom's house. I know, so I'm up here with you guys. My one son is sick right now. I don't know what's going on with the kids, but he's sick, the ear infection. Okay, here is the next patient, okay? Here is the next patient. So fine, we got Miss Johnson stabilized and we go, this one's not good. We got Miss Johnson stabilized, that's great. Now we go to Mr. Jenkins' room and Mr. Jenkins has a diaper on and the nurse pulls back Mr. Jenkins' diaper. Hmm? <laughs> Wait, no, where is it? All right, we, we're, we're trying to improvise. Pulls back Mr. Jenkins' diaper. Yep. Oh, y'all know me and Marcus' parents. Don't, no, parents. No, 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 like no, that. No. Yes, no, like no, that. No. Okay. All right. Mr. Jenkins' diaper. Oh, I'm ready for it. Okay. Pull back Mr. Jenkins' diaper. Mr. Jenkins is a Moana fan, obviously, but that's all right because there's no judgment here. And takes his diaper off and bam. Oh, what do we have underneath that incontinence? Brief. We have, I don't think they can see it. We do absolutely have a bed sore here. Now, how do we know it's a bed sore? Because, number one, there's skin breaking down. It's definitely a bed sore. It's in the right place. It's in the bed sore place. Man, this was not what I wanted. I did not want this today. I wanted to end my shift. But would you guys say that this bed sore was, would you say that it was on the healing side or is it on the infection side? I'm trying to show it to him. Okay. Is this on the healing side or is it on the infection side? <laughs> All right. It's definitely a pressure also. But I feel like, oh, yeah, the edges are irregular. That's so true. Mm, I agree. The edges are irregular. But it, I feel like it's not, it's not as bad. But you know what? But look at the wound bed. What do we know about this wound bed? It's not like what what color would we expect the wound bed to be if it was healing? A little bit pinkish. It's this wound bed is looking very red. And look at the center. Okay, we would expect the wound bed to be pinkish. This wound bed is looking very red and we might we might it's redder than my nails we might have some necrosis actually in here i don't know if the tissue is black like it's darker in here mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. this might need this actually is very painful this might need to be debris and we know that debris in something typically is not is is, is painful it's painful it's painful so we are going to have to absolutely call the doctor. We have to tell Mr. Johnson, we'll put this back on. I hate to put this back on, but we're going to put it back on. All right. 
and we got to call the doctor. And I got to write an incident report because this was not my patient from yesterday. So I got to write up the nurse because I'm going to write up the nurse that gave me this patient because you're not giving me this patient without telling me that they have a bed sore like that that I have to personally deal with. Okay. Thank you guys for that activity. It was fun. It was fun. It was fun. Okay. NCLEX questions. Here we go. Here we go. Our first NCLEX question is this. Woo. Number one, the nurse identifies that this phase of wound healing is characterized by collagen formation and the wound is remodeled. The wound is remodeled. Okay. All right. Um, is it number one, hemostasis, two, inflammatory, three, proliferation, or four, maturation? Okay. What do you think? Um, we're talking about where collagen is formed. Now, this was something that we did talk about early on in the lecture. Uh, so I don't know if you remember it. Okay. Um, the nurse identifies this phase of wound healing is characterized by collagen formation and wound is remodeled. So is it hemostasis, inflammatory, proliferation, or maturation? The correct answer is Bam, maturation. Maturation is the ultimate stage, uh-huh, um, which occurs after the wound has healed. The stage involves the transformation of collagen from type 3 to type 1. Cellular activity decreases, as does the number of blood cells, uh, vessels in the injured area. Okay, injured area. And yes, Questions I see about the wound. Yeah, so I, I just put the diaper on, but yeah, so I would cover it with just like something. Um, I, this is not a perfect world anymore. And NCLEX is a real world and I don't have anything, right? So if I'm a nurse, I don't have anything. I got to call the doctor right away. I'm working in a nursing home. They barely have diapers in the nursing home. So I'm doing the best that I can. But I am going to write up the nurse because she didn't tell me about the wound. Now, if the nurse told me about the wound, I wouldn't write an incident report. I would just try to get orders for it because maybe she said, hey, um, maybe she said, I, you know, I, I saw that he has a wound, but I didn't have time to, to do it or do anything about it. There's 20 patients to myself. So I'm going to try to do the best that I can. All right. Okay, here we go. Question number two is this. A current smoker client develops a chronic wound. The nurse understands smoking can lead to chronic wound for the reason that, number one, it causes vasodilation. We're talking about chronic smoking can lead to, right, um, two, it decreases the supply of cutaneous nerves, okay? Three, nicotine directly promotes infection. Mm. Or four, it causes tissue ischemia. What do we say about how smoking can lead to a chronic wound? Because Is it because it causes vasodilation? It decreases the cutaneous nerve supply? Nicotine directly promotes infection or it causes tissue ischemia. What is the correct answer about smoking and wounds? What is that answer? The correct answer is four. 
Smoking does cause tissue ischemia. Remember I said when a patient smokes, they are actually removing oxygen from their body. So if you don't have the proper amount of oxygen, then the wound is not going to heal. It's not going to heal. So we have to remember that. Next question is this. Oh, we lost our feet. Yeah, I don't know why. Stand by, guys. We're trying to get it together. I'm not sure. There it is. Maybe, maybe it was there. There we go. And we're back. Okay. The nurse is caring for a client who has been immobilized three days postoperatively. Which scale should the nurse use to determine the risk of developing pressure ulcers? Mm. Number one, is it the Bates-Jensen wound assessment tool? Two, leg ulcer measurement tool. Three, Braden scale. Or four, Glamorgen pressure injury assessment. What do you guys say? You best to know. You best to know this one. This one is, you got to know. You got to know. This is like, we talk about ABCs of nursing. This is one of the Bs of nursing. <laughs> That's the Braden scale, of course. Braden scale assessments of patients' risk for developing a pressure ulcer using functional capabilities of the client that contribute to either higher intensity and duration of pressure ulcer or lower tissue tolerance for pressure. Uh -huh. Yep. Four, the nurse is preparing wound irrigation intraoperatively. Which solution is likely to be used? Great question right here. Um, is number one, normal saline? Two, lactated ringer? Three, antimicrobial solution? Or four, distilled water? Love this question. It's all in the reading. Reading, reading, reading is so fundamental, everyone. It is definitely going to be how you will pass NCLEX. And I'll tell you this, most people that write the NCLEX exam, they want you to do well. They want you to pass. So they give you clues inside of the question. And the answer to this question is three, the antimicrobial solution. Because why? Because we are in an intraoperative space. Okay, we are in the intraoperative location. So you're irrigating with antiseptic and, and, and antibacterial solutions to kill germs. Okay, and so a lot of times when I am lecturing you guys or I am teaching about NCLEX, you will get answers wrong and your response is, but Regina, X, Y, and Z, or but Regina, you never told me this, but you asked me this question. So let me tell you why that happens during an NCLEX review in particular with me. If I tell you guys the sky is blue and then I asked you on your exam, what color is the sky? And you tell me it's blue. Then have I evaluated your clinical judgment knowledge? No. I just evaluated your ability to memorize a fact. And 
although that's good, I'm glad that you guys can memorize numbers and facts and things. That's not how you pass NCLEX. And that is not how you become a great nurse. How you become a great nurse is being able to pick up on cues early, being able to read, being able to write, being able to comprehend. That's how you become a great nurse. So sometimes I will ask you guys questions that I have not given you the answer to. I have not given you the answer to, but I need for you to be able to evaluate if you are critically thinking. So if I give you this question and I say the nurse is irrigating a wound intraoperatively, what solution is being used? I'm asking you to consider the environment. I'm asking you to consider the task. All right. And so I need you to be able to look at four options and make a clinical judgment. Okay. And make a clinical judgment. Now, you need to be able to do that. Okay. And you need to be able to do that in a safe place. And so right now is a safe place because a lot of you got it wrong. Most of you got it wrong, but hey, nobody got hurt and your license is not in danger. But that's the reason why sometimes I asked you questions that I haven't given you the answers to. And some of you guys are in V2 and you're emailing me say, hey, Regina, I'm not passing the pregnancy test because you asking me questions that I don't know the answers to. You haven't told me the answers. And so mm, there's a reason why you will find that type of experience in V2 because V2 is supposed to help you get ready for clinicals. It's supposed to help you get ready for your actual job, okay? So it's not gonna be always black and white in nursing, all right? So you guys have to be able to take it in stride. When you don't get something right, don't get mad. Don't get upset. Understand and say to yourself, whew, I'm glad I got that wrong here. I'm glad I was asked that question because I didn't know the answer. I didn't know how to think about it. That's how you have to think about this learning process. Don't get upset when you get things wrong. Don't challenge when you get things wrong when, when the clear answer is right there. I'm not saying don't question things. You can question things, but don't get upset because there's a pushback to the process. That's how you grow. That's how you grow. Okay, let's move on. Question number five, a client with pressure ulcer has a shallow partial skin thickness, eroded area, but no necrotic areas. The nurse uses which type of dressing? Okay. So is it a foam? Is it an alginate? Is it a hydrogel or is it a hydrocolloid? <laughs> All right. And this one is tough. I know I'm pushing you guys, but that's what this is about. This is what you come here for. You don't come here for me to cuddle you. All right. This is Wisdom Wednesday. You come here to get some wisdom, to get some learning. We can cuddle another day. All right. But this question is just take a stab at it. Just go with your first answer and then learn from it. That's the idea. Okay. So you have a client with a, a pressure ulcer. They have a shallow partial skin thickness. They have an eroded area, but no necrotic areas. The nurse uses which type of dressing? For those of you who said the three, 
Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, they said the four hydrocolloid. Hydrocolloid dressings are used in shallow ulcers. All right, like partial thickness, and they help keep the environment appropriate by trapping exudate and maintaining and taining <laughs> moisture. <laughs> Somebody says on Mondays we cuddle a bit. <laughs> we do during motivation. Motivation. All right, guys. So if you have questions, please text the word NCLEX to me directly. That will get our conversation going. Texting the word NCLEX to 855-696-0132. All right. So um, typically I would end winning Wednesdays, but we do have a cyber week sale going on about the new V2 that I produced and put out just recently, a better, it's a better NCLEX review. So I'm gonna stay on and I'm going to answer questions specifically about V2. So if you have not seen V2 and you have questions about it, we're gonna do it right after this commercial break. about v2 so let's just dive into v2 so remember those of you who purchase v2 there are two locations inside your training center that you get you're getting started section of v2 can they both see you're getting started section of v2 is going to tell you how to watch the lectures where to find your workbook um, how to use your study calendar going over content before questions and also how to think about clinicals to the classroom, all right? Um, and then your training center is where you have all of your lectures, all of your lectures, okay? And they go by um, the categories here, and you are filling out your workbook during those lectures. Okay, so yes, 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 yes. So I see the questions on this screen. So let's just talk about them. I will answer them. So a lot of you who purchased the V2 over Black Friday, you purchased it for $69 and it did not come with quick facts. The $89 price was the price that included V2 plus the downloadable workbook plus quick facts. So if you don't have this book, and you need to get it, it is $20, and you do need to get it because this is half the course here. Quick Facts book, this is the question and answer book that you need to know. And Quick Facts has all of these topics. The reason why I say you need to know them is because 
all of these topics here in Quick Facts are not in um, the V2. They're in Quick Facts. So this is how this is how you learn it. Um, hmm. Somebody says, "How do I get V2 in Forney, Texas?" If you just go to RemarNurse.com, you are able to get V2. And we have. And the thing about it right now is that we still are doing. Essentially, it's the Black Friday price still. Essentially, the Black Friday price. Let me move all of my miscellaneous wounds out of the way. Okay, hold on a second. All right, so if you just go to remarnurse.com, okay? If you just go to remarnurse.com, you're going to come to my website with my face on it, all right? And you can just literally, if you just click virtual trainer, it'll take you down here. And you'll be able to get your RN or your PN virtual trainer, okay? RN and PN. Now, this is important because you need to click on the program that you want. It, Team Remar can change. Like if you get the practical nurse program, but you need the registered nurse, yes, we can change that for you guys, but it may, you know, it may take a while for this, this uh, support to get to you guys. And so it's just better if you're more careful. It's just better if you're more careful um, on the front end. Somebody says, um, what month is next generation changing? Next generation NCLEX is changing in April of 2023 april of 2023 now for some people that may seem like it's a long time away but it's really not at all actually especially if you take inclex and you fail it and you end up having to wait then that's going to be that's not going to be great that's not going to be great okay um okay so if you are if you are trying to delay your start date you have to do that when you sign up for the, um, it's taking me to, I don't know why it's taking me to this. You want to show the delay? I want to show how to, how you do the delay Okay. because you need to do that on your sign up page. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. Can I do, can you show me how to do that? It's quick on show. Okay. So here, if you're looking at the order form for the V2, you will see underneath the total price on the right side of the screen where it says, okay, you got the V2, your order summary, three months course registered nurse um, RN, $69, plus quick facts for NCLEX, which is the book that you need for $29, plus your domestic shipping, $14.50. So your total is $103.50, right? Underneath that, it says your subscription will start on November 25th right? And it'll put the day's date. Click here to change your start date. So this is where you change your start date at, okay? If you click here. Um, so I don't know if you missed it, but you got to look for it when you are signing up because it's very important. This is where you delay your start date for the program, okay? Um, yes, yeah, so we're doing this. We are doing the V2 Cyber Week sale. This is V2 Cyber Week, okay? Cyber Week sale. Okay. And a lot of, let me, how do I get this off? So um, 
we are in the process. We are in the process of getting everything set up for everybody to be in V2. This is where we will be switching everybody. Uh, we won't be selling the original virtual trainer. Everything will be in V2 because this is where you will not only get your lectures, but also your question, your question bank. So it's a better NCLEX review because your question bank is now right here with your program. It is, it is right here with your program. Um, and you're able to create quizzes and you guys have seen me do this uh, all week last week, but you're able to create your quizzes. Let me see if you guys have any comments or questions. Um, you're able to create your questions and your quizzes right here. And you're, you can see like you can opt out of subjects if you want to. Most of the next gen questions are hard. Everything else pretty much right now is a medium moderate level. Remember for your NCLEX exam, you only are expected to get about a 50% of those NCLEX items, NCLEX items correct. So I try to keep my difficulty level right in the middle, right in the middle. Not too easy, not too hard. The Quick Facts book, that's a great question. Has the Quick Facts book changed? It has not changed. Okay. Somebody says, is the workbook of the VT and V2 the same? I have Quick Facts and Question Bank. Okay. So the only difference, this is the VT's workbook. Remember, V2 is downloadable. V2 is downloadable. So. The difference is the V2 workbook does not have the clinical progress exams or the homework in the book because those are put into the VT. So it's less, it, it, it's not, um, it doesn't have any of the questions in the V2, okay? Because remember with VT, I didn't have a question bank with VT. So you had to go somewhere else to purchase it and I had to put a lot of the questions in the book because we didn't have a question bank for it, okay? Um, so, and, and right now, Victoria, if you wanted to get V2, it would only be $69 for you because you already have Quick Facts. So you would get all of the content lectures, the downloadable workbook, plus you would get the entire question bank for $69, and not just $69 for one month, but $69 for three months. So it's just a better NCLEX review. Oh, okay. Shout out. Uh, oh, man, came late. Saw the wound care and wanted to watch. I'm already a wound care nurse. I like watching the reviews. Oh, it was so good. I needed you one tonight because we were looking at wounds. Where's my wound at? We were looking at all kind of wounds. We were talking about it. Oh, here's my. <laughs> here's our latest wound. This is our last wound that we looked at. And so we were like talking about if it looked good, if it didn't look good. So we needed you on tonight. We might have to bring it back. I don't know. That was pretty fun. Okay. Um, Let's see. I have, hey, Nurse Star Devon. Um, I have 10 weeks of nursing school left. I'm so excited and nervous at the same time. I can, I will, and I must pass the NCLEX with the help of God and Remar. Absolutely. Congratulations. Congratulations. I know you're super excited with 10 weeks of nursing school left. Oof, exit exams. Um, is pediatrics in the V2? Yes. So pediatrics is in the V2. Very similar to what it was in um, the original and the original V1, the original virtual trainer. So I have maternity and child health. 
So pediatric kind of flows into it with developmental milestones and then age-specific nursing care. And then a lot of the other principles of NCLEX, you incorporate pediatrics into the um, into the full lecture. So you kind of mix pediatrics in there with everything else. All right. So that's how I do it. I don't, I know some NCLEX reviews will separate their systems. Like it'll be one day of all cardiology, one day of all respiratory, one day of all oncology. Um, and so I don't, I, don't, I try not to do it. I really try to bring you guys through an entire kind of like a lifespan model where each pathophysiology that we're addressing, we're looking at how it affects every generation while we study it and how sometimes you could be talking about the heart, but then you need to incorporate some knowledge about the kidneys or the eyeballs, right? And so I try to flow it in that way. Separating it to me makes it more difficult. Okay. Um, okay. So it says, I ordered the V2 and it won't let me access all the lectures. They were locked. Yes. So this is an NCLEX review that is um, based on accountability. And so the structure of my NCLEX review is this, like um, you need to do it in the order that it is presented and you need to pass the exams associated with the previous modules. All right. And the reason why is because at the end of V2, you get a certificate that you can turn into a state board of nursing. That was important for some of my repeat test takers. And so um, even with my original NCLEX review, it was not a free like psh, you can just go here, go here. You need to do it su sequentially, sequentially. OK. All right. Um, hello, I purchased V2 for my friend and she can't access the video. All right. Um, I need more information, Denise. I'm not sure why I'm able to. Um, I have people working through V2 right now. People are in V2. They're watching the video. So I'm not sure if it's a, it's a, if it's a device thing. We are saying if you are using V2 on a desktop, please use it in Chrome. All right. Chrome browser. It works the best for that. On mobile, I think it's okay with it's okay with Chrome or Safari. Yeah, if you're on if you're on a mobile Chrome or Safari, if you are on a desktop, use it in Chrome. Okay, that that probably will help. And then making sure that you start with the very first video. Yes, and start with the very first video. Somebody says this. This is a great one. Also, the download workbook only have thirty seven pages. It doesn't cover all the content. Um, are you in the trial? I think you might be in the trial version of V two and not the paid version. Uh, we do have a trial version for those of you who just want to try out V2. If you go to the website, like I showed you, and you want to just try V2. Let me see if I can show you this. Uh, bah, bah, bah. Um, you can also go to the uh, what? The vault, the file vault. Mm -hmm. If they have the full version, they can go to the file vault to get the workbook. Right, but I don't think she does. I think she but just she has the trial version. So um, Nurse Star Devon, if you just have the trial version... You can go to your, oh, you can go inside of the trial version and manage your account there if you want to upgrade, if you want to upgrade it too. So, and yes. So it says, Remar, I need to buy the V2. I accidentally purchased the V1. What should I do? Um, I would say, how is that possible? How did you accidentally purchase? If you pay $89, you got V2, okay? 
are we even selling the V1? I don't even think we're selling the V1. I don't know. (laughs) I don't think so. Um, I would say I'll definitely say contact team Remar because if you tell them like, hey, I just brought V1 and I need V2, they will um, they'll switch it out for you. I pay eighty nine dollars. That's no, you pay eighty nine dollars. That's not the trial. That's the full version. So checking your file vault, checking your file vault. Let me show you. Let me show you how to do it. Okay, so if you have V2 and you go to your file vault right under question bank, okay, and you go to your, this is, I'm in the practical nurse version, but if you go to practical nurse or registered nurse, you will be able to get your workbook and you can download it. You just click on student workbook, okay, and then it says download files when you click on it, and your student workbook is here, okay, this is your Word Virtual Trainer student workbook. And it is 109 pages. So you are able, yeah, the workbook's over 109 pages. You checked, are you in the RN or are you in the PN star? She says she's checked the file vault and there's nothing there. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if you are toggling. So like when, oh no, let me email me or send me your credentials so I can look at it. But like, I'm just, I'm in the PN paid version and in my file vault, I have practical nurse resources. Oh, you know what I also tell you to do? Delete your cookies. That's another thing because if you have been to a page and you just keep going back there, your computer is just sending you back. It's not like starting over from fresh. So do me a favor, delete your internet cookies for the last like 24 hours and then try it again and see if you see it. Okay. Um... The V2 does not have the fundamentals course in it. Mm-mm. All right. Um, hi, Regina. I brought the V1 in October. Didn't start using it yet. Can I exchange it for the V2? So October, no, probably not. You're going to have to switch out to the V2. You're going to have to sign up for the V2. Because with V1, you can't delay your start date to V1. So V1 is still, uh, we don't even call it V1, but the virtual trainer is still tracking, even though you didn't get in and start studying, the virtual trainer is still tracking. It is still like you're, you're still an active seat in that course. So you need to switch over. Okay. Uh, I have the V. This is a good question. I've been asked this a lot. Thank you guys for staying with me too. I have the first VT. So do you prefer I get the V2? I say that the V2 is a better NCLEX review. Only reason why I say that, well, there's several reasons why I say it. Number one, the V2 is faster. It's a four-week course. So with V2, it was a six-week course. People were asking me, can I get it done in four weeks? Yes, because the V2 has a four-week study calendar. Let me show you. Okay. Um, Let me just go to here. And so not only is V2 faster, but I think it's a better value. We were selling the V1 um, for... Well, first we, we were selling it for like, like 169 was the sale price of it, right? Um, so with V2, you're getting the same features, actually more for just $89 for three months, okay? So this is the study calendar for V2. It is a 20-session study calendar, 20 sessions. So that means if you study five days a week for four weeks, you're done, you're in and out. And that includes all of the content lectures, plus quick facts, plus your question bank in any course finals. 
All right. So that that's one thing that I think that makes V2 exceptional. Your question bank is included. The value is better. You can delay your start time if you do it upon uh, registration. Right. Um, the discussion board is there for the community. If you want to talk to other Remar nurses that are studying, I like that a lot. So I would definitely recommend the V2. Um, it does have the technology of next generation NCLEX. So you have your case studies in there if you want to challenge yourself. I will be putting case studies into the, the lecture portions probably very soon. Right now you see case studies in the question bank, but I will be putting exams in there mm, um, pretty soon in the case studies. How many hours a day? Under three hours. Under three hours a day. Okay, these are great questions about V2. Um, I forget to talk about it sometimes. So the fact that you guys are asking me these questions is really good. All right. Um, does V2 come with quick facts? Absolutely. Absolutely. V2 does come with quick facts. I have to make sure it's selected at checkout. Yes, you have to make sure that it is selected at checkout. Um, can I just upgrade since I'm paying monthly on my account of $50? So no, I would say do not renew the VT, because I wish that I could just upgrade your account to the V2, but the V2 is on a totally different technology platform. All right. So that means you literally have to sign up on the new platform. I can't just transfer you over. So that's why. So just don't renew the VT when it's time to renew it and just get the V2. Just cancel. cancel it, cancel it, cancel it, actually. And then right now, instead of the $50, just for $69, they get three months instead of one month. Right, 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 for sure. Since you already have, if you already have QuickFox, then you're getting V2 for $69, or you can just get v VT for $50. And it does, like, it's just like, this is just a better thing because you're getting your question bank and you're getting it for three months instead of one month, okay? Okay, Um, I need help for my V2 to log in it. Okay, if you have not remembered your password for VT, if you, let me log out. If you can't remember your password, because we have a lot of students, and I don't know if this just happens all the time, but sometimes when you guys are ordering something, you get nervous or you put in the wrong email address. So if you forgot your password, just click on password, okay? Just click on password, forgot password and it will help you to recover your password. Because I think that's what we do. Yeah. That's what we that's what we will have to do if you email Team Remar. We'll have to go through those steps for you because we don't know your password that you created. It also has you look for the confirmation email. Yeah, and then you have a confirmation it. email as verify well. Email. V, V2 will send you a confirmation email. V2 will also send you a workbook in your email if you purchase V2. So look for it in your spam if you need to. Okay, um, um, so somebody says, I have the VTRN four weeks ago for 90 days. If I have to change for V2, do I have to pay the full price? Yes, so you do. If you purchase the V2, if you purchase the V1 last month, you have it for 90 days, but I'll tell you, it will be beneficial for you to get the V2 at this price because when that subscription is over and you still feel like you're studying, the price may not be $89. It actually be just $69 for you if you already have the quick facts. So I would strongly consider it, strongly consider it. Okay. 
Um, does V2 come with a V2 book? Yes, V2 has a V2 book as well. I showed it, it's in the file vault and it looks like this. So it's, it's very similar, I would say, to the VT book, but it's just downloadable and it doesn't have um, the progress exams in it because your V, your V2 will have clinical subject exams here. So your exams are already built into the course so you don't have to have them in your workbook, okay? Yes, you can change the starting date of V2, but you have to do it on the sign-up portion of it. So again, I think the challenge of V2 is remembering your login information, remembering how to access it, right? That's one of the challenges with V2. And it's just a simple user responsibility, right? Technology. And then the, the other thing is finding out, okay, where are my uh, deliverables with V2? Where is my workbook? Where is my calendar? Okay. Where is my workbook? Where is my calendar? Um, okay. So if you're, because V2 will send you your workbook. This is a great question. Somebody says, can you drop the link to get the V2? Yeah. So just go to remarnurse.com. Remarnurse.com. Okay. Um, so somebody says, I pay for V2, but I cannot download my digital workbook. It says it expired. How can I get it? Right. So if V2 emails you the workbook, right, and you don't download it or something happens, that workbook link will expire. However, it's cool because you can go to your, let me see if I can, if you go to your file vault, oh, log in again. I'm going to show you guys this. Hold on a second. If you go to your file vault, you can get the workbook right from there. So even though V2 emails you, even though V2 emails you the workbook, it's always sitting in your file vault. Okay. All right. Um, so I'll just show you real quick file vault on the side left panel right here. File vault. Oh, that was the calendar. Let me go back. And it looked like that. Okay. All right. So you should be able to get it right from your workbook, right from your workbook. Yes, 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 yes. Um, no, you cannot reset your start date in v2 once it's activated once you activate your v2 you can't delay it all right that has to be done before you activate it yes that has to be done before you activate it so can't do that all right but you can um like i said if you purchase it before and you delay your start date you can do that and honestly for this price you're just, you're getting V2 for $29 a month, like $29 a month. So take advantage of it. Okay. So I just accepted the cookies. You So Nurse Star, you, you reset the cookies and there's no workbook in your file vault. Okay. But you paid the $89 and you're not in the trial version. Oh my goodness. Are you an RN or are you in PN? Let me know. 
All right, because I'm looking, I'm working in the PN right now, but I do have an RN account as well. Okay. And so um, I want to know because you're, I don't have too many people saying that they're, um, that they can't find the file, that their file vault is empty. She's an RN. Okay, let me log into my RN account. Ba, ba, ba. Courses. Sorry, this is this is what it's about. This is live customer service. Live customer service. Do you have um, ABs? I need an RN account. Can you get me um? ABs. I need an RN account to test. I have two two PNs. Yeah. Uh, try mine. What's yours? I don't want to put my name in. Is it password? Does that come up? It does. Yeah, click it. Okay. Let's see. Never. No. No, it's something. No, it's not. We might have to buy. Star, you might have to message me. Can you message? Can you message me, star your credentials? I want to look into your account. Mark can't remember his password. <laughs> All right. Um, oh, she's on YouTube. Um, star, I need your password. I want to see what you see into your account. Because I can see the file vault. I know what's going on here. Yeah, I know. Do you have a one-to-one -one tutor? I don't. Um, I don't do one-to-one -one tutors, but I recreated the classroom environment so that everybody can attend the class. So one of the things is that if I do one-to-one -one tutoring, then a very, yeah, go ahead and message the, um, send me a, can you send me a message on Facebook? You have Facebook star, Devon, can I you? do the, live, the chat on the website. Or what, well, can you get access to that right now though? Cause I want to help her right now. Can she just message on Facebook or can she send, oh, is that for 10 o'clock? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Team Remar is sleeping right now. Okay, we're the we're the only ones up, Star. So we're gonna have to help you right now. Um, okay, can you send a message to support at remarreview.com? Can you send your credentials to support at remarreview.com so I can log in? Okay. Um, Remar support at remarreview.com. Mark and I are, are gonna be looking at that. So, yeah, so um, the question is, do I do one-to-one -one tutoring? You know, I haven't done one-to-one -one tutoring in a very long time because when I was doing it, I was only able to help a small amount of students at a time. I think one time there were three girls that were just like, Regina, it, it, can you just do three of us at a time? And I did three of them at a time. But there was a lot of other students that didn't have access to the course. So we had to make a decision that I would put the course online for hundreds of people to do it and, and not just no, wait for me. I know. And one-to-one -one tutoring with me is too expensive. It is just, I would not do it. Yeah, I wouldn't even recommend thousands. it. I know I've seen nursing tutor, tutors that are $2,000. Um, and so that's just, to me, it's just not, um, it's just not feasible. All right. Um, somebody says, when does the switch occur? So we're talking about next generation NCLEX and it occurs on April 1st, 2023. Now, 
Now, now, now. Um, what I'll say is that if you are planning to take take next generation NCLEX, if you are planning to take it within a hundred days or so, then I would suggest you start preparing for next generation NCLEX. Um, even if you're preparing to take the current NCLEX, what I'll say is that um, in the question bank, you can get in you can get next generation questions in your question bank here. And so when you are creating your exams, when you're creating your exams, you always have the ability to opt out of the next generation question types. You don't have to do them. Okay. You don't have to do the case studies that are in here. You can just say, I don't want to do case studies. I just want to do a basic test. But I would definitely say, I would definitely say try to do them if you can, because they will give you a better sense of um, your clinical. They'll give you a better sense of your clinical acumen. And that's going to be super helpful to you. Okay, that's going to be really helpful to you. And the V2 will tell you how you're doing, if you're doing well or not. Okay. Um, if you put, Beatrice, if you made a mistake with your billing address, if you go to your settings and you go to um, my account, let me see, you can manage your account that way. And then you can also go to billings and payment. And you should be able to edit any kind of um, account information as far as the financial side. It's not okay. a shipping form. No, is it? She says she made a mistake with her billing address. It's um, a billing address. Tell her if it's a shipping thing, she needs to email. Okay, but also send an email too if if your if you have, if your product is going to the wrong shipping address. Okay. My sis, I'm still struggling where to register for NCLEX. Went to school. In DC, need a compact state for registration. MD and VA, no possible. Mm, I'm not sure what you mean. Are you saying you need a, a compact state for registration? MD and VA, not possible. So just because you went to school in a certain area or certain state, you still can apply to a different board of nursing. All right, because the NCLEX exam is universal. So you can do um, you can do a north. Can you guys hear me? OK. Can you guys hear me? Let me know. All right. Um, you can do a You can do a North Carolina. You can do a California. You can do a Chicago. It doesn't matter because you will just be sending your nursing paperwork to that board of nursing. OK, and then they once they get your paperwork and your application and, of course, your fee, they will process whether you can sit for that state. OK, um, or not. OK, Star says she emailed her credentials. Is your name Star Devon or is that like your YouTube name? OK, would it be a good idea to stick with V1 since I'm testing on December 19th? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're testing December 19th. Go ahead and do what you've been doing. Don't change. Don't change it. OK. Um, uh, but you have to have an address there. Yeah, so um, not necessarily. Well, what you could do, though, if you are living in um, 
if you are living in D.C. or if you're living in Virginia, you can always apply to you can always apply to have your license there, but you can take the test anywhere. Right. So you may have to apply to Virginia or D.C. or whatever. Right. But once you pass the NCLEX, you can apply for reciprocity to another state. So even though you're licensed in Virginia, you can apply for your license in Texas or California. That's how travel nurses do it, too. So that's another way. Um, it's, it's a small application and a small waiting time. OK. OK, is V2 is saying email not verified. OK, is it the right is it the right email? If this saying V2 is, is not verified, you have to verify the account when you sign up for it. You have to verify. Oh, you have to verify the account when you sign up for it. So look into your email. V2 will send you an email to verify that your account matches what you put in. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, I know. I don't think, I don't necessarily think you have to have an address there. I don't think that is all the way true. I would, tr I would. I would apply or I would try to get somebody on the phone, but I know it's very difficult to get somebody on the state on the phone from state board of nursing, no matter what it is. All right. CGFNS. CGFNS is an English language proficiency. And um, I don't know. Um, I don't know all of the requirements for it for international students. I know there's a couple different types, TOEFL, OWLS, CGFNS. So you have to check their website for that. Okay, um, Jam Jamal, what's your, what is your question? I missed it. Okay, I signed up for the V2 trial. I cannot access any of the material. Everything is locked. So for the V2 trial, it's just like the, it's just like the regular version of the, the course. It's like the full version. So you would go through the first lecture, then watch the second lecture, then watch the third lecture, and you should be able to download a trial workbook. Okay. You should be able to download a trial workbook. I will also say, make sure you're using a Chrome browser. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, and so I see you guys are asking each other questions. That's cool. Um, I purchased the QBank, but I can't access it. So the QBank is essentially already included here. Okay, the QBank is right here. So it comes, it pops up with the course. It's already included. Okay, so are you using, are you looking for the QBank here? Because it's courses and then it's QBank and then it's File Vault. And I'm on a desktop right now. Okay, and then it's my notes. What'd you say? Send email yeah, and just send an email to support because what, what we're doing, are you in stars? So, because what we're doing is we're we're just going into you guys' account and looking around. Star, we got, we do have, do you have Star's email? You have her credentials right now? Yeah, I have it. Okay, Star, we're, we have your credentials and we are currently impersonating you in real time. Um, when I try to log in, tell me the email is invalid. So you have to verify your email. So when you sign up for V2, it sends you an email to your email account. And until you verify the email that was sent to you, V2 is telling you, you need to verify your account first. 
you need to verify your account first. That is what a lot of training systems do to make sure that they don't just have random emails into the system. They need to be verified. Okay. So yeah, if you want to get the V2, um, <laughs> if you want to get the V2, you just have to switch over and get it again. I can't upgrade you in the VT because it's an entirely different system. It's an entirely different system. So you have to head over and sign up for the V2. Okay. Yeah, I, it's, yes. Yeah, I got it. You have it? Do you see her? I do. We are in the yes. account. Uh-huh. Uh, I downloaded it. It's there. Mark is saying it's there and he downloaded it. Can you shoot? So I don't know. Can you log it into the Bitcoin so we can show Star that we see it? Star, we see the workbook. Star has us on a wild goose chase for this workbook. She might not want her name. <laughs> All right. Um, I don't know where you're going to. You know what? Can you email it to her? Yeah, I can do that. Okay, we'll email it to you, okay? Sure. All right. Um, I keep missing, Jamal, I think I can keep missing your email. She says, please show me. Mark is just, Mark is going to email you this. What else? What else? We are taking. So um, for the workbook, it's just the blue arrow that she needs to click. Are you clicking this blue arrow? Wait, because it is, are you clicking the download? What she's saying is empty. You gotta click the blue arrow down. Okay, let me see. So it's star, not, it's not attached to a lesson name. Let me see. Student workbook. So yeah, when you go to student where, workbook, see where it says lesson name not available. You have to download the file here. Are you doing that? Because it's not gonna show like it's not attached. To it's a, a file, so you have to download it here. Okay. Blue star, blue arrow. This blue arrow right here. Do you see that? Because maybe other people um, are missing it too. But yeah, you got to download the file there. Okay. Um, so did you see that star, the blue arrow that you download? It it'll, That will help you to download the workbook. That's how you download the workbook. Okay. All right. Um, while the questions are coming in, Corin says, I logged in on the Chrome website, still no access to the material. Did you um did you confirm your email address? Nurse Star Devon says, I never saw that before. So are you saying you never saw the blue arrow or you never saw that section? Okay. Let me know. Let me know. All right. So we are talking V2. I'm here live. We are rounding our almost second hour of this review, but we're here to help you guys transition. Yeah. So do you see it now though? Okay. Do you see it start now? So we are helping you guys get used to the system, understand the system, understand the language of the system. And um, sometimes it helps if I just come on and do video about it and show you guys what it is all about. So you kind of get a difference between the VT that I currently have and the V2 that I'm moving towards. We have to, we have to provide a better NCLEX review for you nursing students out there. There is no way, there is no way that I have, um, I can say with good faith that the current 
NCLEX exams that are out are going to prepare you guys for next generation NCLEX. Mm -mm. It's, they're not. They're not. So we all have to be moving towards the direction of, okay, what's next? What's going to challenge me? Says, I have my exam on January 31st. What book? Study only Saunders book in UWorld QBank. Please help me. Glory. No, no. I'm going to tell you right now. Absolutely not. Yes, DD, you can definitely, um, you can definitely do that if you want to. Um, so listen to me very carefully. In order for you to be successful on your NCLEX exam, a U World question bank is not going to cut it. Okay. Nothing wrong with question banks. Nothing wrong. I think question banks are helpful, but there is a way that you have to be able to organize content in your mind so that you can critically think. And doing random questions from any topic area that whoever decided to put into a question bank without a systematic way to look at it is just, it's a recipe for anxiety. It's a recipe for wasting a lot of time trying to memorize long rationales. And it's a recipe for, at the end of the day, missing out on a lot of major points. So again, I'm not against question banks. I think that they are great. But when you have a question bank with 2,000 questions in it, random questions, and then you have a book like Saunders that I don't even know. I don't have anything. Well, I don't have it. But like you have a thick book like Saunders that also has a ton of information in it. You're going to have to find a way to organize it and memorize it on your own. OK. And so I would just say, just give V2. Like literally give me four weeks. You had that much time before your exam and you will see the difference. You will see the difference in how you were actually learning. And you can go on the question bank and your scores are going to be so much higher, right? Your scores are going to be so much higher because you'll be able to read a question and not have to think, oh, what was that? What, what, what was that rationale that I read 25 questions ago that might have been related to this? Or did I remember my my rationales? <laughs> Jesus. Um, did, I, did I remember the rationales that I studied? So many students um, listen to people about how it, uh, how this process should work when it comes to studying for NCLEX. And I think a lot of time is that we are just, we just want to do what's best, right? As nursing students, we just want to do the right thing. So if somebody tell us, you know, go get UWorld and do 200 questions a day, we're going to do that, right? If somebody says, don't worry about questions, just um, this guy is selling, this guy is selling 8,000 questions for $20, go get them questions. Nursing students will do that. International students, people approach y'all all the time and say, I will take your NCLEX for you. I will fill out your paperwork. Just give me a thousand dollars, right? Um, some other jobs, you know, some some jobs will say, especially if you're an international nurse, just sign up with our company, commit to working for us for five years, we'll do your paperwork, we'll help you get to the NCLEX, and you just have to work for us for five years, right? 
so many scammers are in this space and not just scammers but people with good you know not people just don't know right um and so there is a lot of confusion about what to do what is best but i i say we specialize in repeat test takers because usually by the time people find me they have already done they have already failed NCLEX and they're literally looking for what is what's left for me to do. Usually when people come to me, they're at their last rope. They've given up. They've been out of school for three, four years. They're working as a nurse's aide. Um, they, they don't want to be a nurse because they don't even want to deal with this anymore. So by the time people come to Remar, they're just like, what else can I do? I've done everything else, you know? So I would say that if you find yourself still searching for things, if you have resources, NCLEX resources, but you know that it's just not clicking, that's a warning sign, right? Um, and so I would definitely say get the V2 because it is going to help you, it's gonna help put it all together, okay? The lectures are gonna put it all together. And it's, it's so different when you are, um, like, and so what I'm showing you is a lecture style. And it is literally so different from just doing questions or doing a PowerPoint slideshow. This is your first time here with Remar. Um, I just want to show you what the lectures look like. So you get a sense that it's more of a classroom environment at your own pace. Um, so let me just let me just show you real quick. I'm not sure if you'll hear the audio, but at least you'll see the vid the visuals of it. All right. So when you go to your review, and kind of see it, play it. Oh, maybe they can't hear. No, they can't. Okay. Take the headphones. Let's get into There you go. Oh, <laughs> okay. No, so what I just wanted to show you, Jamal, is that you're going to actually be watching, engaging content that's going to help you put it together. Okay. All right. And maybe I'll play a video before when I get off. I'll just play a full video. The V2 does come with workbooks. Um, thanks to both of you. I just received my workbook. My night is made. I can't wait to study. Perfect. See, I'm so glad we were able to help you. There is always a reason why we are going live. I think that's another difference from Remar. Um, I don't know if you purchase like a UWorld or a Kaplan or something else, but nine times out of 10, you're not going to ever be able to talk to those instructors or hear from them. They're not checking on you. It is a business exchange. You give them their money. It's their money, right? Because you give it to them. So you give them their money. They don't see or hear from you again. That's the business, right? Um, and so the difference with Remar is that we are here for you guys. Every every Monday, every Wednesday, you know where to find me. I'm here. I'm checking up on you. I'm making sure that you are doing what you're supposed to do. You're doing what you're supposed to do. Um, so that's another difference. I don't know if it's your first time joining us, but we try to... Um, 
I try to think about how I felt as a nursing student, what I needed to pass NCLEX, right? What I needed to pass NCLEX. And it definitely was straight to the point information. All right. Um, I completed my nursing classes before seven years ago. I'm struggling for memories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's fine. Seven years, you're still in a good place. Trust me. If you've only been out of school for seven years, you definitely can pass NCLEX because we have helped nursing students that have been out of school for what, 20 years, 40 years. We had a nurse that was LPN since the 70s and she came back. She did. <laughs> she, wa she wanted her RN so badly. She wanted that RN. And so she came back. She did the, the course and got her RN exam. I got her RN, got her NCLEX passed. So seven years. It takes a lot more than that to ruffle my feathers. So I think you're fine. I would just say get V2, do the four-week course. If after four weeks you don't feel comfortable, guess what? You got three months in the program. Start it over again. Do it again. Do it again. You have time. You have time. Okay? Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, a foreign student don't matter. So we love foreign nurses here. Shout out to my nurses from all over. I probably got, I think I got... A nurse on here from Great Britain. I think Nigeria popped up. We have nurses in Louisiana. They're living in Louisiana, but they're from Haiti. So it's all it's all love. It's all love here, especially if you're an international nurse. Patricia says, yes, I think I remember that story. True story. True story. Um, is the workbook in V1 the same as V2? It's not, but it's very similar. So if you want to use a workbook for V1, you can, you can, you can. All right, um, Marsha. Hi, Regina. I brought V2 on Monday. However, I am unable to log in. Can you please help me? So let me ask you this, Marsha. What is V2 telling you when you try to log in? What does V2 tell you? If V2 tells you to verify your email address, do you keep getting that? Verify your email address. Then you need to go to your email and the, the V2 email that was sent to you that says verify your email, you have to do it. Okay, you have to do it. You have to do that. Hi, Regina. How can I order the quick facts for my daughter? Quick facts for your daughter is simple. Um... I can show you. Yep. So if you go to remarnurse.com and you click on physical books up here, mm -hmm, you can get quick facts right here. Okay. If you click on physical books, quick facts is right here. And you can just purchase it right from the website. Okay. All right. I am loving the V2 so far. Awesome. Marsha says, I did, but it's not accepting the email. Hmm. Is it? It's not accepting Marsha's email. Is it case sensitive? Is it the wrong? Is it the wrong email, Marsha? Marsha's also messaging us. Um, she's on YouTube. Okay. Send the email, Marsha, to support at remarreview.com. Right. We'll check. Well, right now. Right, right now. <laughs> Woo. All right, Jamal. Yeah, they approved me. Okay. All right, guys. We are offering live 
customer support right now to help you guys get settled into your V2. Didn't plan on doing this tonight, but you know what? That's good. Some of the questions on V2 is supposed to have exhibit, don't have them, so unable to answer the questions. Let me know. Um, send me a, send me an email on what they are. Okay, screen just screenshot it so I can look and see. All right. Also, make sure you're using the um, make sure you're using the Chrome browser. All right. Good, good, good. We are in the process of getting you guys transferred to V2. We want to get you guys all settled and transferred into V2 so that you can start working. Marsha, thank you. Did you send that email? And it's a process. We have to move literally thousands of students from V1 into V2. So we expect the process. We expect to see some... Um, some challenges. We expect to say, hey, my email, my password, my workbook. So uh, yeah. Okay. So you sent email. Okay. So we'll see them. We will see them. Let's see. Um, state board exam. Yes. This is a state board exam. Is V2 next generation? Yes. V2 is next generation. V2 is our next generation um, virtual trainer. And I know that this is also us putting out a next generation NCLEX review. Wait, uh, Marsha, I was having the same issue, but I searched Remar in my Gmail bar and then I pressed the email that said complete your registration. And now I'm able to log in. Perfect. That's good advice. Let me put that up there. Um, so I know us putting out a next generation NCLEX review is like, what? A lot of people are, um, a lot of people are excited. Other people are like, Remar put out their next generation NCLEX review. We don't have one. <laughs> I did it. I did it. I did it. Um, but anyways, aside from that, God is good. Um, we are doing it because we need to prepare nursing students and our schools, our partners to be able to have this technology. So that's what we're doing. And the technology essentially is the ability to give you guys a clinical experience in the question bank section of it regina transfer from cd to vt to v2 you've been there you're a real one you're a real one if you remember that journey yes i have i was no i, I transferred from one to one private tutoring i used to meet people in the library back in the day i used to meet people in the library and mark you remember i used to go to people's houses right. I, I went to people's houses do you can you imagine me in your home Come back like that. Teaching. Oh, man. <laughs> Me and your home teaching. I used to do that. I used to go to people's houses and help them study for NCLEX. Oh, my goodness. It was a good time. It was a good time. So the technology is essentially next-gen formatting. Okay. Are you taking a quiz right now? Mm -hmm. I'm taking a quiz. I want to show them the technology of NextGen. And I actually have it on tutor mode. I actually have it on tutor mode. So the answer is coming like right after. And so they see the question and then they see the rationale. But it's just good for them to be able to see. 
And so what I'm showing you guys is what it looks like to take a quiz with the next generation format. And it, we haven't gotten to a case study yet, but you have seen the matrix uh, questions, the drop down close questions, the um, select the number that apply questions I think we did. Here's highlighting. Here, here's the highlighting feature, guys. And remember, it's a click and hold down, and then you have, um, and then you have to hit the highlighting icon. So I'm going to demonstrate that. Mm -hmm. Highlighting can be tricky for new users of this. Okay, so V2 had asked you to click and highlight three, three um, assessments. So that's what we were trying to do. So I'm going to check it and you can see how, um, based off of what I highlighted, how V2 tells you the correct answer. Um, and see if I got any partial credit here. Let's see. I didn't read it. I just was highlighting it. So let's see. Check my answer. Ah, so I didn't get any of them right. <laughs> uh, but look, V2 is very good at rationale. So this is another improvement from B, um, from VT. You guys can see partial scoring, <laughs> but I didn't need partial scoring because I got it wrong. I got it all wrong. I'm doing a drop down XY question. So this is a drop drop down XY question. XY questions are new for next generation NCLEX. You essentially can get partial credit, but if you get both of them right, if you get both of them right, you get full credit. And I have found that if you can answer the first question, the first answer, the X question correctly, the Y question is really, really, um, it's, it's like, it's easier to get to, right? Perfect. Okay. All right. So that is some of the next-gen features of V2, and, and hopefully you guys will see them. The whole idea is that the sooner you are exposed to these, that the more comfortable you become. And so if you're seeing them in nursing school, you're like, ah, I already, I already feel comfortable with this. I already, um, I've already been exposed to this. Are they difficult? Yes. Are they doable? Yes. Okay, they're doable. They're doable. Okay, so... That is it, guys. I don't know if I'm getting any. Um, I don't know if I'm getting any more. Okay. I don't know if I am getting any more new questions about V2. Hopefully, I am answering them all at a really, really, really timely um, manner, and you guys feel supported. If you're if you're asking specific account questions, it is best to email Team Remar because they will actually look into your account. Um, they will actually, you know, give you advice specifically about what you need to do and where you are. <laughs> yes, I am. It's a pleasure to be here, but it is getting late. So I will come back on here as many days as it takes to get you all moved over for, to V2. And or if you purchase V2, you feel comfortable in the course, you are working through it, you have your workbook, you can get started. I had actually intended to take a quiz on here. So 
I will probably, what's tomorrow, Thursday, I probably will come back on here and do a couple quizzes in V2. For those of you who are in V2 and you want to take a quiz or you want to see me take a quiz, we're going to do that too. Okay, we're going to do that too. But I just have to get some other things going and sign up for a new account because I've taken some of the quizzes in here already. So I wanted to take that first quiz with you guys from the course. And another thing that you guys will see that I did is that in the V2, we have lowered the passing standard in V2 because the passing standard was 90%. But in some of the quizzes, V2 was still requiring you to get 100% because of the amount of questions in the quiz. So by lowering the passing rate, it allows you to have more room for error, but still pass and review the rationales, okay? So I'm doing this because you guys were just like, Regina, the 90% is being a challenge. And I don't want it to be too much of a challenge that you guys don't get through it. I want you to get through it. Okay. Um, how many hours do you study? Do I study per day? Less than three. Less than three. Less than three. Okay. All right, guys. Okay. So I'm going to get out of here. I do want you to go get into V2. Sign up. Remember, I told you if you want to delay your start date upon sign up, you have to do it. I'm going to show you the screen really quickly. You have to do it you have to do it underneath your total is where you will delay your start date. It says, it tells you where your subscription will start. If you want to delay it, you can delay it then. And so you still can take advantage of the sale price, but you will start at a later time. But honestly, there is no time to waste when it comes to getting your nursing license. So just do, do what you need to do to, to make this the the last thing right this is this is it this is your gift to yourself for the holiday seasons for the end of the year when new year's roll around you will already be studying right you will already be studying and this will be the final final year for you to have to be in this position let this be the testimony that this is the final year that you spend studying for NCLEX because you're moving on to bigger and better things, <laughs> okay? Um, do you think we should wait and test for the new generation? I would not. I would not if you don't have to. If you don't have to, if you don't have to take next generation, don't take next generation. Um, That's four to five months from now. April. April. Five yeah. months. April. Well, How much can you no, make? No. Yeah, true, too. That's a really great point. Aside from that, for five months, you will just be sitting, waiting when you could be working, um, having a job, making nurse money. <laughs> uh, and then I do believe that the next gen NCLEX, I do believe that the next gen NCLEX will be a challenge for most nursing students. And I, I suspect that unless you are aggressively um, studying, if you're confident, that's why we're starting so early because you're either going to be comfortable by April or you're going to be cramming and trying to get comfortable. Either way, I'm going to be here. I think, though, just one will feel a lot better than the other. You know, my goal is to help you pass either way. But I do believe that you should. You absolutely 
should take this current offering if you have the ability to take the current offering. Many people who have to take next generation for NCLEX is because they don't graduate until in the spring of 2023. Um, and so they wish they could take this current NCLEX. They wish that they did not have to take next generation NCLEX. So those of you who have the ability not to take it, mm, don't take it. Okay. All right. Yeah. And I know for those of you who have to take next generation NCLEX, I'm going to, that's why I'm doing everything I'm trying to do for y'all early on, because it's not going to be easy, but can you pass it? Absolutely. You absolutely can pass it. All right. But is it going to take additional work? Yeah. It's going to take additional work. You not only have to learn about your nursing principles, you have to learn what the NCLEX is, but you also have to be prepared to know what is coming at you. All these different question types, you have to be familiar with them. So when you get a highlight question, you're not sitting there thinking, what is this? Like, what, what is this? What am I supposed to do? You already know. You already know what time it is. And that's what that's what V2 is going to prepare you to do. V2 is going to prepare you to know what time it is. Okay. All right. So I am getting ready to get out of here, guys. All right. Thank you so much for rocking with me over two hours. But we got some good customer service stuff done. And that's what it's about. All right. Um. Hi, Regina, when trying to do away with the next generation NCLEX, it won't go through and gives the questions. Okay, so there's two places you need to look for in the question bank. Um, one is the next generation items and the other one is called next generation case studies. So make sure that in the question bank, you are um, checking off the next generation case studies. There's two. So let me show you. And then... Um, if you're in moderate, let me just show you these two really quickly. Okay. So. Next generation items. Okay. So right now what you're seeing is the V2 and we are still doing the Cyber Week sale right now by going to remarners.com. Remarners.com. You are able to get three months into v2 mm -hmm, for just 89 dollars, and that comes with your content plus the question bank combo so i'm really excited to uh present this to you to see you in here we're going to do everything we can okay we're going to do everything that we can to get you guys transferred over and make you feel comfortable and confident but right now winning wednesday has been presented to you guys Lots of great content, lots of great questions. We had a good study session. And so I am out of here. I'll see you guys later. Remember this. You can, you will, and you must pass in clicks. See you guys later. Bye.